Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we're going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. The title of this sermon is The Way of Cain. Here is the first half of this two-part study, The Way of Cain. And this is actually brother versus brother, uh, light versus dark, Unbeliever versus believer. Uh, and, and, and we also see the struggle that happened with the woman and the seed is now in full bloom. So uh, are the woman and the serpent. Uh, and, and so we, we see that, that in this case, I think one of the biggest things is I kept right trying to wrap my head around it. Did Eve think this was the seed? Because remember in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So I, I, for whatever reason, it doesn't give us that in context, but I was just thinking, did Eve tell Cain, you're the seed, <laughs> right? But we don't know. And so that was one of the things as I was diving into this, trying to do my CSI thing that I love doing, because you're dealing with murder here. And, and you can, there's all kinds of little things that you can, you can dive into as you, as you look at this as they are no longer in the garden. And we also see how sin has a ripple effect, not just on, uh, on Adam and Eve, but it, as it just, you know, it, it, this is something we're still talking about to this day and even something that Jesus spoke of. Um, and so the choices of Adam and Eve's fall is what we'll look at. And, you know, how did Cain get to the decision? How does Cain's solution is, hey, I'll murder my brother. It's a tragedy. It is a, a hard story to look at, and, and let's go ahead and dive into it. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now Adam and Eve, uh, Adam knew Eve, his wife. Now Adam knew Eve, the word there is yada, yada. And it, it actually speaks of, you know, intimacy. It's a, a, a word that will be used. Uh, throughout uh, scripture the word yada is used quite a bit and it's it's uh, intimacy also with us with the lord it's uh, again what is the christ the head of the church and we're his bride and so um, one of the things that we see is as adam knew eve we see the first conception and so they knew each other intimately and personally and so we see the beginning of the human race the one thing that we do need to understand is like we see that Adam knew Eve intimately and personally and it's always a question I have to ask us is how do you know your spouse? Do you know them intimately and personally? Uh, it's, it's, it's important for us to understand like our relationship has 
Just as we have our relationship with Christ, we have to work on our relationship in our marriage as well. Uh, and, and I know a lot of people bought a lot of stuff for, for Valentine's. You know, it's, I, I think my daughter asked me yesterday, you know, who, who, bought, who bought all the Valentine's gifts? When, when I was like, me. When Michael started having girlfriends, it was like, every boy was broke. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I'm buying it for, her. you know, it's like, but that's how it was back then. Uh, and, and again, it's just an intimacy. That buying stuff is not intimacy. Knowing that's intimacy. We were talking about that with the kids today, and, and I, I was talking to them about, you know, how the nation of Israel with Exodus, I think it's in Exodus chapter 33, and how the nation of Israel in Exodus, they, God tells them, look, all, all the Canaanites, the demonic people of the Canaanites, and it goes through the, Heb- the Jebusites and the Perizzites and all the, right? And then he says, you know what? I'm going to send my angel to go before you. You're going to inherit the, the land of milk and honey, but I'm not going. And that's where I, I believe a lot of Christians are at today. They would be okay with that. Meaning that they would be like, okay, I, I'm going to the land of milk and honey. Uh, for instance, I have my ticket punched for salvation. I'm going to heaven. I'll go ahead and take this. I don't need to be in the presence of God. Because see, that's the difference between knowing and knowing intimately. Because Moses says, and this is really at the, I, one of the things as I read that, I was like, how many people of the nation of Israel would have left and been fine going with the angel? How many? Because Moses, he knew God personally, intimately, yada. He knew him. And so when I, when I see Moses, Moses cries out and says, no, I won't go without your presence. I'm not going with him. And that's the difference in our relationship with Christ. It's like we need to desire that intimacy, that presence of God in our lives. It's not that you punch a ticket to heaven. That's not what this is about. That's an awesome bonus thing, but God wants to use you here. It's like I, I was an idiot in high school. I don't even know how I was allowed to talk today in high school. I wasn't bright. I, wasn't, I didn't do well in school, but that's what God does. That's what the Lord does. Even as, even as I think about just being able to talk, being a pastor, I never would have thought that 10 years ago. But this is what the Lord does, and, and, and I believe that when your, your intimacy with God, your, your, your desire, like, Lord, I'm not moving without your presence. It tells you in Isaiah that the seraphim, that they, they, they cover their eyes. They can't even be in the presence of the glory of God. And that's for us as well. It's like, I, I want that presence. And that's what we should desire. Adam knew Eve intimately. She conceived the, the first child. Maybe got a baby boy. And, and Eve probably thought, this is the seed. Like, this is, this is going to put us back in the garden. Right? And so Cain is born. But Cain is born with what? The sin nature. The same sin nature that we're all born with. Cain is born with it. Guess what? Abel is too. At this point, every one of us have it. In Psalm 58, 3, it says, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. 
And Psalm 51.3 says, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. You know, before the womb, when I think about that, you're estranged from the womb. It's like we're, we're not taught how to lie. We're not taught how to cheat. But we know how to do all those things at a very young age. You play a game with a child where they're supposed to flip the cards and they start peeking at the cards. And I'm like, no, that's, that's cheating. Who taught you that? Nobody taught her. They just do it. It's, it's, it's our sin nature. We all have it. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Among whom also we also conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as, they, as the others. We're all children of wrath, every one of us. But God, but God. And so we see that over time there was two kids, and we're not sure if, if Cain and Abel were twins. It doesn't tell us that. So we're not sure how close of age they were. It doesn't tell us that. Um, but, but Abel is, is, uh, is a foreshadowing of what is to come. Abel means actually fleeting, a vapor. And that's what Abel's life was, was a vapor. And, and, you know, that's one of the things we have to remember is our time is not promised. God hasn't promised you tomorrow. And, and, and at the same time, as we think of that, it sounds kind of morbid, but at the same time, God can return at any time. And are we ready for that? Greg Glory was sharing on the radio this morning about a young mom who actually worked in an abortion clinic. She gave her life to Christ. And Greg had shared with her their scripture about what Jesus said about end times and that we are to be ready. And one of the things he said, what is the Lord going to, what are you going to be doing when the Lord returns? And she said all she could remember is that verse as she's putting baby parts back together. And she walked away from it. It's, at the end of the day, it's God's work. And I know that's not easy for us to think because you're thinking, man, you've been, been part of this abortion, but God has to work in that person's heart. And, and so our time here on earth is very, very quick. And so we need to remember that. It says in verse 2, Then, then she bore again, this time her, uh, his brother Abel. Now Abel was the keeper of a sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And so we see both the jobs that they had. Remember they had uh, both sons with dominion of the land and, and, and uh, of the animals. And so you have one that's a, a farmer, and, and tends the, the, the land, and the other one tends sheep, both providing uh, under the same roof. And so in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it said, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over the creeping things that creeps on the earth. You know, at the end of the day, that this is where their, their similarities end as brothers. Um, it says in verse 3, In the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. So there was an appointed time. It doesn't tell us that, but it, there had to be an appointed time for this to happen, for this offering to happen. And what, what, what we see is, is that they are worshiping God as well as they bring this offering. And it's a reminder to us that we are to have an appointed time with God each, each of us. That's what, what service is. It's an appointed time for you to be with God. 
You come on Sunday, you come on Wednesday. It's an appointed time for you to have your time in the Word each day. Understanding that your, your bodies are, are to be living sacrifices to God. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies in a, a, a bodies they live in sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be trans, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. What we see here is is when we make an offering to the Lord, it's with our time, our talent, and our treasure. It's not just one thing. We see Cain and Abel cannot present uh, with the Holy God without an offering or a sacrifice. Why is that? Because they are sinful. They have sin. God cannot be in the presence of it. There has to be an offering. And unfortunately, there has to be a blood offering. Right? One of those is not a blood offering. It is from the land. Right? Cain's. God says that no sinner can enter into the place of the Holy God without a blood sacrifice. Someone has to shed blood. Without, without it, it has to be uh, uh, perfect, without spot or blemish. And, and it, it, there's an appointed time for this worship because of the sin that they have in their lives. The offering, the sacrifice that they're making is to cover their sin. And this sacrifice was a foreshadowing of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ, with His precious blood on the cross. We see in verse 3, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So what, he, what we have here is Cain is trying to reinvent worship. Cain is, Cain is saying that I've come up with my own way to honor and approach God that doesn't have a blood sacrifice. And, and it was what he considered to be the best of the offering that he could make. Drawing on his own, his own stuff. And so Cain chose to worship God in his own way. This is the problem. Cain chose a bloodless religion. A, a, a more sophisticated culture, civilized, less offensive way to make a sacrifice to God. I don't want to do a blood offering. I'm going to do my own thing. And so Cain was choosing to appeal uh, worship to himself. This is what I want to do and how I want to do it. And that's not how God operates. And, and honestly, this is where most false religions start. I don't want to do things your way. I want to do it my way. And this is how I'm going to do it. I read an article today which was very alarming. One of the... Uh, the, the LGBTQ community actually has tried, and it's, they, they have infiltrated Christian organizations, meaning Christian universities, to try to rewrite the theology. They're entering into the schools as not being gay or whatever, straight, but whatever they do, the LGBTQIA elemental P thing. And so they, they go in, and they, they don't say that on the application. They go in knowing that this, the university has restrictions against that because it goes against what the, what the school believes biblically. They get in, and then they confess that they're, they're gay, 
And then they bring in the, law, the lawyers because they have them on standby ready to go. Okay, it's very important for y'all to understand, like when we talk about false religions and false gods, I'm telling you right now, there are two things that have become religions that are not, not with gods, but they're religions to these people. Uh, one, the LGBTQ community. It has become a religious experience for them. They treat it like that. And the God that they've created in their mind is not the God of the Bible. They're going to bring a sacrifice that they think is good enough because, look, I'm born this way. This is what I do. We're not talking about an issue here of, hey, that's, that's what you do. We're talking an issue of your, your sin is lust. No different than anybody else. I told you he was going to get me. And then um, you're, you're dealing with the fact that, that, that they, they've allowed this to become a, a religion experience now and they they're not just gone after they've gone after your kids in school they actually allowed i think Teresa was telling me they're actually allowing them to do tinder now and then something happened and they it ended up on tiktok videos were uh, these are kids and china made money off of it it's child pornography but they're they're wooing kids they're wooing kids and the other thing is, is the other false religion is the creation. Uh, I, I mean, we can put a pin in that right now. If they really cared about creation, why aren't they in Palestine, Ohio? Yeah. If they cared about the EPA and they have dead frogs, dead chickens, dead dogs, dead foxes, dead birds, dead fish, and it's in the water and in the ground. Where are the green energy? Where is the people that care about the environment at? It's a false religion. And they're making it into a religion. And so they're trying, to, they're trying to bring... You have to understand, when I talk about these things, they're trying to bring both of these type of things into the church. The Pope has actually endorsed some of this stuff. And so we have to be careful with false worship and, and false religions and sacrifices that, that when we look at this, the sacrifice, the only sacrifice we need was Jesus Christ. In Jude chapter 1 verse 11 it says, Woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain. That's why I entitled this, The Way of Cain. When you choose a false religion, when you choose to follow these things, it's the way of Cain. It's the way of Cain. I think it's in Luke chapter 13 when Jesus has the crowd with him. And they've, they've fed the 5,000 and they've, they've, they've healed the sick and they've, they've cast out demons. And, and I believe it was one of the disciples who turned and they're like, well, I don't think all these people are here for this, for you. And that's when Jesus goes into the sermon of, hey, there's a wide road and there's a narrow road. And we have to be careful not to be on the wide road. The wide road, they know God, Right? But the narrow road, they know him intimately. Because he says it's hard to find. You have to, you know, it's look, you have to look for it. You have to search your heart. Like you have to repent. You have to humble yourself. That, that is, that's all Christ asked from us. And yet we, we pridefully, pridefully want to choose a different path. Cain refused to honor God properly. The way of Cain is defiant. It's disobedience against God. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 4, it says, The wicked are not, 
Not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, here's a verse. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy, that leads to destruction, and those who enter it by it are many. Many. For the gate that is narrow, the way is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. You have to look for it. Meaning that you're searched your heart. You confess your sin. You ask Christ into your heart. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Covered by the blood of Christ. You have intimacy with God and you're staying on that narrow path. It's understanding like when you look at what happens, whether it's the Grammys or whatever happens in the world, they're on the wide road. They're on the path of Cain. And that's the thing that you're going to see here is you're either on the path of Cain or you're on the path of Abel. That's the two choices. You know, the only thing that saves us is the blood of Christ. We don't talk about the blood of Christ. We won't teach about sin or consequences of, of the sin, the road to hell. Oh, no, no, you can't, you can't tell me that I'm going to hell. I'm not telling you. His word is. And that's the way of Cain. We try to reinvent worship, and, and there's Gnosticism and one of the things that I had somebody share with me is about Bethel. It's, it, that is New Age Gnosticism, and you need to stay away from it. It, it, it. it is. It's sad, but that's the way that it is. It's the way of Cain. And we're, we're, we're understanding like when those churches are going that direction, and you have pastors from the pulpit allowing this stuff in, they're, they're leading people to the way of Cain. That's why Calvary Chapel, look, at the end of the day, I think what's happened in Ashbury, Kentucky is awesome. But I, I listened to Pastor David Rosales today, and he said, he goes, we don't know right now if it's revival. Because revival will bear fruit. It'll show revival. It'll actually start bearing fruit. And then there'll be a great awakening that happens throughout that region. And hopefully beyond. We hope that. We pray for that because there are a lot of kids that are, are hopeless right now. There was a, a CDC study that came out recently, uh, actually a few days ago, on, and, and what's the, the, probably the most troubling thing that you see is actually it's the, the, the stats have doubled. So the young girls, young teenage girls, one in 10 will be sexually assaulted or raped. One in 10. Why? I can tell you. I know why. Pornography. You have access of it at any time you want. On your hand, whenever you want it. And anybody who's watching that stuff, it degrades women. And it warps what your thoughts are of what a real relationship is. And you just want what you want. And so you have all these little kids that are growing up in elementary school. It's, it's affecting them now as early as third grade. Because you're handing them phones, like candy. Here, go entertain yourself. You, should, you gotta at least be tracking what they're watching. But the worst part of it is, is three, I think they said three out of five young teenage girls are struggling with loneliness, anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts, and it went up, it doubled this year. So they thought last year was just 2021 COVID. But COVID's passed. Now we're coming to the reality of we have a generation that's hopeless. 
The boys' numbers went up too, but not as drastically as the girls. See, we have to be very careful that as churches, we don't try to reinvent worship for the way of Cain, that we don't try to reinvent church for the way of Cain, right? That's not what we're supposed to be doing. And you're not, you can't teach people that there are many roads to heaven. Or this religion fits you best, then that's the one you should go with. We have to understand that it, what we do is based upon the word of God because what happens is when we go the way of Cain, the devil is the one being worshipped. It's the devil that's loving that. It's the devil that's saying, hey, if you continue on the way of Cain, you're on the road to hell and eternal damnation. And the devil's like, come on, this is exactly where I want you. I don't want you to leave. Then you see the contrast of Abel. In verse 4 it says, Abel also bought, uh, brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station. It's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you, and I would say uh, make that donation to them. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Remember, you can find us at calvarydivine.org. calvarydivine.org. God bless you.